0: Well, hey, Victory Life Church Online, really excited that we can come together from wherever we are in the world and just be together on this very special weekend message. All of our locations around the world and all over the United States today are hearing a message from their campus pastor. We're giving our senior pastor a little bit of a break today as we launch out our special services around life groups. Life groups are an integral part of what we do here at Victory Life Church Online, and I'm really excited to be sharing a message today entitled, Join Us, The Power of an Invitation. Before we jump into today's message, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come together from all parts of the world. We can come together from all over, whether we are in Germany, whether we are in Africa, whether we are in America, whether we are in the United Kingdom, whether we are in the Philippines, Australia, New Zealand. It doesn't matter where we are joining in from because we join in to worship you together. Our sole united focus is honoring you, being taught by you, being discipled by You, and being educated, edified, and encouraged by You. So, Father, as we open up our hearts and our minds to this message today, teach us, we pray. Lead us and direct us. Grow us and change us. We are Yours. You have every right to do with us whatever Your good, acceptable, and perfect will is to do. And we pray this now in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Well, as we jump into the Word today, today's message is really around the power of an invitation. And when we think of the power of an invitation, when we think of how much it includes people, how much it gets people from where they are at to where they could be, an invitation is something really, really special. In fact, Psalm chapter 34 and verse 3 in the Passion Translation says this, Join me. Join us, everyone. Join me. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make him famous. Let's make his name glorious to all. Isn't that really a phenomenal scripture to, to think about how we join together from all parts of the world to celebrate who God is? To honor who God is. That scripture opens with an invitation. That scripture says, hey, join me. Join me. Be a part. Let's do something together. Let's make God's name glorious together. And when we think of the power of an invitation, I I can't but understand and and, and get in my mind that, that an invitation can radically change somebody's life. There isn't anything that's negative that an invitation could fix. And I'm not saying that all invitations are good, but you think about somebody that's not included. When they get an invitation to be included, it changes something in them. When they are feeling dejected, when they're feeling rejected, when they're feeling alienated, and somebody comes up to them and gives them an invitation, hey, come join us, come be a part, it fixes so much negativity in somebody's life. An invitation carries the power to change a person's circumstance. An invitation carries the power to change a person's demeanor. I think of how many big changes have happened to me personally and and to my wife and our family personally because of the power of an invitation. I was a wreck. I was a mess. I was far from Jesus Christ. In fact, just a few months prior to this invitation happening in my life, I turned to my wife and said, I know enough about Jesus to know that I don't want anything to do with him. And that was my demeanor. And then somebody came along to me and said, hey, Craig, there's there's a men's meeting that helps us become better leaders and fathers. And, And I was going, "Okay, well, I'll go to that. That's something I need to know how to do. I was really scared about the baby that was on the way. And so I went along to this little group on a Saturday morning at the power of an invitation. I went there and very quickly that invitation led to an invitation by the local priest and minister there to say, hey, would you be part of a Saturday, regular Saturday group with the men? And very quickly that led to a, hey, Craig, would, would you like to be part of this a committee? Would you like to be part of this movement? Would you like to become a leader in this church? Would you like to preach in this church? And from that one little invitation to teach me how to be a better father, to be a better dad, to be a better person, and just a seven o'clock cup of coffee with a group of guys at the local Methodist church, hey, that completely revolutionized my entire ministry journey. You see, the power of an invitation could be not necessarily to church. The power of an invitation could be as simple as a, as a meal. I, I remember a meal that happened in, in, in one of my friend's homes from that same church when, when he invited me to a meal and my wife to a meal to be part of a life group. And that radically changed my life. It, it completely saved me from the trajectory that I was on. You see, the power of an invitation radically changed me. It was just a meal, but it changed my entire walk. And then one day I was conducting a funeral as a pastor, and somebody walked up to me and invited me and said, Hey, I see something in you that I really need in the corporate world. And as a result of that one invitation at a funeral, I began a journey that would once again change my entire trajectory in life because of one invitation. Maybe you, your life was changed because of an invitation to go out on a date. And that life that was a life-changing experience because you married the person that invited you out on the date. Maybe it was the person that invited you to the prom. Maybe that person went on to invite you to a date and eventually invite you into marriage. Maybe your boss invited you out one day to, to go to lunch and he broke the news that you were being promoted. That invitation changed Your life, maybe you were going along a certain trajectory feeling alone and your friend just picked up the phone or texted you one day and said, hey, why don't you come out? For a cup of coffee, and that really changed your trajectory. The number of stories we hear of people who are about to commit suicide, they're about to do something drastic, and there's a knock at the door, somebody calls them, and it changes their life altogether. Maybe you were invited to a men's camp, maybe you were invited to um, a retreat or a hunting and fishing outing, maybe you were invited just to go along. As one family to another family for dinner, and you struck up an entire life friendship around that family. Because of that one invitation, because of that one moment when somebody reached into your current circumstance and invited you to join another realm, you were able to change your lives. When we think of the power of of an invitation, when we think of the power of what it means to invite, when we look at the biggest, most revolutionary movement in the world, the Christian church, we realize that even that movement, all around that movement, the movement that you and I are part of, started with an invitation. It started with a divine invitation from God to man through Jesus Christ, And then when Jesus Christ got here, he spent three years inviting people to join the movement that's grown and blown up into such an incredible movement today that it's changing lives even as we speak. And when we have a look at that first invitation from God to man, when we have a look at probably one of the biggest invitations of all, God invited all to be a part. He invited all to be a part of that movement. There wasn't anybody that was excluded from God's invitation. I want you to remember what I'm saying to you right now. Because when we think about the fact that God included everyone in in an invitation to join this movement of salvation, it kind of bears an impression on us that we don't have the right to withhold our invitation from certain people that we might not get along with. In fact, Scripture says we even need to extend an invitation to our enemies. And so when God extended an invitation, He extended an invitation to everybody. You you think about Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 and verse 19. Verse 18 starts with the word, Come, come, join us, come, come now, says that Scripture, and let us reason what? Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and you respond and you're obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, says that scripture. God extended an invitation through Jesus Christ to all sinners. He said, hey, everyone, come join this movement of having your sins blotted out, having a belief structure, having a faith in something that could radically change your outlook. He extended an invitation to sinners. And then in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1 and 3, he extends the invitation to the destitute. This invitation wasn't just for the wealthy. It wasn't just for the rich. It wasn't just for those who, those who knew their Bible. It wasn't just for those who you like or you don't like. It was for everybody. Even the destitute were included. It says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Come to the waters. It's an invitation. And you who have no money, come by and eat. This invitation was for the destitute. And then he went on. And when Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 and 30, it said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Come to me. Come join us. Come be part of. The invitation was extended to those who were weary by Jesus Christ. Those in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17 that were thirsty, that were looking for answers, that felt like what they were living wasn't enough and they needed something else to live a full and prosperous life. Have a look at what it says in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, come, join us. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Come. There was a definite divine invitation. You would not be listening to this word today You would not be receiving the word from God today if you had not responded to a divine invitation. Jesus was sent out as the invitation card. He was sent out to represent the heavenly invitation. Whether you were a sinner, whether you were desperate, whether you were thirsty, whether you were destitute, whatever your circumstance, Jesus wanted to extend that invitation. He wanted everybody to receive the invitation. In fact, he got quite mad with those in the Jewish structure that were withholding the invitation from certain people. He was willing to go in, and where others were willing to or wanting to withhold the invitation, he was willing to extend it. Where nobody thought that anybody, anything good would come from that group of people, he was willing to extend the invitation. He was the walking invitation from God himself telling you to come and be near and have a relationship with Him. Now, just recently, we received via email, and I don't know if my niece is watching this, but if you're watching this, let, just to let you know that we, we got your wedding invitation. It came in the post all the way from South Africa. Thank you for sending that invitation. Even though we might not be able to be there with you, we felt part of. We felt like you had extended the invitation. Knowing that we might not be able to be there, you knew that we would still want to be part of, we'd still want to join with you in your marriage and in your wedding. So thank you for extending that invitation. But to those of you who are thinking, hey, Craig, that's an interesting way of doing an RSVP to an invitation. Well, I want to show you that through the power of an invitation, it includes people from a distance. No matter where you are in the world, this invitation that came from Jesus, that this invitation that came through God, through Jesus, from God, is important. It changed the world. No matter who you are, no matter how you respond, no matter if you respond, that invitation was opened by Jesus to all. Even that woman that was caught in adultery, the the scribes and the Pharisees of the time thought that because of what she'd done, she wasn't worthy of the invitation Jesus found her worthy and told her that she could come and be part of. This divine invitation was the biggest invitation of all. It was a difficult invitation for God to see happen. It took a lot to send that invitation out. He so loved the world that He sent the invitation, His only begotten Son, so that all who might respond would come to an eternal belief and an eternal life. That that invitation was difficult. Jesus had to step off his heavenly throne and step down into the realm of mankind. He had to be birthed and born from a virgin. He had to grow up. He had to be part of the world. It took a lot to get that invitation out. It took a lot to make sure that everybody knew that they were included in that invitation. And we're still busy in the work of making sure that everybody knows that they are part of that divine invitation. But Jesus then arrives on the planet with this invitation in his heart, with this desire for all to know the love of God, this desire for all to come to a relationship with God. He arrives with this invitation on his heart. And he immediately, as soon as his ministry starts, he gets to work in sharing that invitation. He he goes to his disciples and he says, Hey guys, join me. Be part of. Come along. Come out of where you are and be part of something much greater, much bigger. And as they respond individually, as they begin to respond individually to this this invitation, very quickly, as individuals are joined, the momentum starts to grow. And this individual invitation becomes a collective response. And that collective response that we have to this divine invitation is a group of people on fire to change the world. It's called the church that you and I are so blessed to be part of. Jesus' disciples at the time, they weren't in a good place. They weren't in in a great spot. In fact, they had been rejected by the norm. The norm at that age for them would have been to be handpicked by a rabbi and take the next number of years to follow and be taught in the law so that maybe they could also become rabbis and teachers. Boys were selected as regards how well they knew the Torah and what their standing was in society. And they were were attached to a rabbi and they would then grow up and follow that rabbi. With that came status, with that came, came abilities and talents that were developed. And eventually they would go on to be a person that was well respected in the Jewish community. Well, the disciples had been pushed aside. They had to take up other work. They had to become fishermen and tax collectors. So there they were sitting one day, they were thinking how dejected, what their life could have been like, what their life should have been like, and there they were repairing nets, not that there's anything wrong with being a fisherman, but there they were rejected, pushed aside and alienated. And Jesus comes along to the first two of them at the Sea of Galilee in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, and he carries with him the invitation from God. He carries with him the knowledge that if they respond to this invitation that he has and just responds. Now, in the, in the moment, they were just responding to Jesus. They saw him as a rabbi and they went, hey, I could be part of something that, that maybe I thought had passed. I could, be, I could still achieve something with my life that I thought had gone by and slipped by me. And so they responded to Jesus, but what they were actually doing was responding to the divine invitation. And so Jesus approaches them, and this is what happened in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. Jesus calls his disciples, and as he was walking by the shore of the Lake of Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers. One was nicknamed Kepha, who would later be called Peter, and the other was Andrew, his brother. Watching as they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, say it with me, come and follow me. Join me. Be part of this invitation that God has extended through me. Come and follow me. And have a look at what he says he will do. He says, I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Did you notice what Jesus called them to be? He invited them to be part of a divine relationship They would transform them into not just invitation receivers or invitation responders, but also those who extend the invitation to others. Now, when we have a look at our ability to receive invitations, hey, we love to receive invitations. In fact, I can't wait when the, when the invitation at the bottom of the wedding invitation says, RSVP by this date. I don't wait until that date to RSVP. I get on it straight away. I let people know, hey, thank you for your invitation. I'm going to be there. Really easy to go along to the party that you've been invited to and consume and be part of and feel special and feel called and feel part of the family. That's really easy to do. What Jesus was calling us to do, was to feel all those things, to feel special, not to feel rejected, not to feel dejected, but be a part of a movement that not only receives and responds to the divine invitation, but shares that invitation with others. That was the call of his invitation originally to his disciples. It wasn't, hey, guys, come out of what you're doing into a great life. No, he called them out of the life. It would be better, yes, but he called them to further the invitation. He called them to catch people for God. You and I, like Peter and Andrew, were called not just to receive Jesus Christ. We were called not just to have Jesus Christ. We were called not just to know Jesus Christ. We were called not just to go to church and express how much we love Jesus Christ. We were called, we were invited so that we could spread the invitation, that we could share with others the divine invitation of God himself through Jesus Christ. You see, when Andrew and Peter and eventually the rest of the twelve, and then those who believed on the Sermon on the Mount, and then those who believed in Acts, and as this this invitation sharing grew, that, that growth would not have happened if Peter and Andrew had just sat by Jesus, drinking in what he had to say. They, they, wouldn't have just, they wouldn't have grown. The church wouldn't have expanded. Nothing would have happened from Jesus' ministry if he just said, hey, listen to me. No, he taught them to listen and to invite. In fact, what he had to teach them was so incredible, so valuable to them that it naturally became contagious. You were invited by Jesus so that you could extend the invitation to others just like those disciples. And see how the divine invitation from God himself will spiral in your world, creating massive impact on those you love. The church has become the biggest movement the world has ever seen. It's the biggest agent of positive change. It's it's the only organization that genuinely holds the hope of mankind And as Peter and Andrew began to become fishers of men, John 1, verse 40 to 42, they start inviting. John 1, 43 and 46, Philip invites Nathaniel. Luke 4, 28 to 30, the Samaritan woman receives the gospel and invites her whole village. Luke 5, 27 to 29, Matthew invites all to a feast to hear Jesus. Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 invites his friends and his family once he received the invitation. And so the story of the gospel goes and grows. The gospel depends on us inviting. The gospel depends on us spreading this truth, this divine invitation that God has issued in the form of Jesus Christ. From that Andrew and that Peter invitation to them slowly but surely inviting others and Jesus inviting others and nurturing their understanding of the power of an invitation, the power of including, the power of being part of, the power of family, the power of 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 an adopted family by God, a family that God loves and adores. As that concept began to grow, Jesus nurtured it in them so that even when the primary inviter left, the growth that came from that invitation began to spread. The Holy Spirit steps in and Peter now picks up on that invitation. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 36 to 41, it's the story of almost Peter's invitation in full circle. He starts by telling the Jews that were listening to him at the time. He says this, Now everyone in Israel can know for certain that Jesus, who you crucified, is the one God has made, both Lord and the Messiah. He shares with them Jesus Christ, the invitation from God. And when the crowd hears the invitation, they were crushed and realized what they had done to Jesus. Deeply moved, they said to Peter and the other apostles, what do we need to do, brothers? Peter replies, repent and return to God. And each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit, For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your families. For those yet to be born and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls unto himself. Peter then preaches to them and warns them with these words. Be rescued from the wayward and perverse culture of this world. Be rescued. Come out of. Join us. Not that. Be part of something good. Get out of the wayward and perverse culture of this world. And those who accepted the invitation believed the word that day and they numbered 3,000 and they were baptized and they were added to the church. Wow. There was the power of the invitation. Peter had received it from Jesus. He got wind that It was a divine invitation. It wasn't just to go on a walkabout with Jesus as a rabbi. No. This was going to change his world and if he would let it, change the world of those around him. And so this invitation culture grew and grew and grew until such time as today we celebrate 2.2 billion respondees to that invitation. 3,000 came from an invitation of one. Right now in your life, the impact that that invitation has on people is needed by somebody in your sphere of influence Right now, there's somebody that needs to hear the words, join us in your world. Right now, somebody needs to hear positive, graceful, faithful teaching on how to live their life. Somebody needs to have a cup of coffee with you. Somebody needs to have a meal with you. Somebody needs to be invited to a camp. Somebody needs to be invited to a watch group to share with you. Somebody needs to be part of what you are doing in responding to the invitation Jesus has given you. Somebody in your life right now needs to hear the words, join us, come be a part. Right now, somebody in your life needs to hear the power of an invitation from you. Not from somebody else, not from from somebody maybe, not maybe the rocks will cry out, no. Jesus has asked us to be the purveyor of the divine invitation because he knows that one by one, it will change people's lives. Somebody needs to feel a part today. Somebody needs to hear the words, join us today. Somebody needs to hear the promises spoken by you of God today. They need to know that they are included. They need to know that they are on the guest list. They need to know that they are a part. You need to extend the divine invitation to that person today. Because if we don't extend an invitation, how will they know that they are loved? How will they know that their lives could be better? How will they know that they can grow and be loved by God unless you invite them? Here's our charge in Romans chapter 10 and verse 14. It says this, But how can people call on Him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there's no one here to proclaim it. Now that last question begs a lot of thought. Because in my space, in my realm, I've got a lot of people who've already received the invitation from Jesus Christ. I've got a lot of people in my life that have already said yes to the invitation of Jesus Christ, but they're doing very little with it. Some of them proclaim and profess to be Christian, but they're not living a life, They're not living the life that Jesus had in store for them when they said yes to the invitation. They might have said yes to the invitation, but they haven't arrived at the party. And I can help them grow. This message is not just for unbelievers. This message is not just for people who don't know Jesus, that you can get out and invite them and be all evangelical on us. No, that's a good thing. That's a desire. That's a must. But there's a whole lot of people in your realm right now who are far from Jesus even though they've said yes to him. There there are people right now that are not living a life of joy even though they've accepted the greatest joy into their hearts. And so today you have an opportunity to sit down, think right now of people that don't know Jesus, that need an invitation to the life, to come back, to, to come to him. And then there's those that might have accepted him but have drifted off that are not living a good life, that have been dejected and rejected by this world so much that they think that's the norm and not the glory and the wonder of a life with Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will help you get them to the party. The Holy Spirit will help you get them to the party. You just have to invite them, invite them, invite them. And I'm not just talking about inviting people to church. No, this involves inviting people to play around a golf with you. This involves around stepping into a relationship that you don't have right now. This might involve just inviting somebody to have a cup of coffee, come for lunch regularly on a weekly basis. This might just be a regular text message. Hey, this might even just be joining a Facebook group where you can share and be part of people's lives. It just means doing something differently today to invite more people to the life that Jesus has that you have already received and are living. We have to understand That for those who've lost lost touch with Jesus, or for those who don't know Jesus, we need to be Jesus to them until they can engage or re engage with Him. We need to extend the kind of relational invitation that God wants to have with us. His invitation wasn't to come to church. His invitation wasn't to some Bible reading plan, to some rigid r- rules and regulations. His invitation was to send Jesus so that we could be in relationship with Him. And our invitations should have relational quality, should have relational quantity. We should be willing to say, hey, I want to be in relationship with you. No matter how long this takes, no matter how long the journey, I'm in a journey with you. And iron itself will sharpen iron and we will grow together to a more healthy relationship with Jesus. We need to understand that as we begin to journey, we need to be willing to step out, find a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. We need to be looking for every opportunity to be the salt and the light. We need to be looking for every opportunity to speak the promises of Jesus into situations. Just be a friend. Just Text somebody today. In fact, right now, if you're listening to this message and somebody's on your heart to reach out to them and send an invitation, whatever that invitation looks like, take out your phones right now, even while you're listening to me, and text that person. Get in touch with them. Say, hey, I was thinking of you. What's up? Just let them know that they are part of your thinking process. Your love is extended to them because of Jesus extending an invitation to you. You see, as we begin to grow in this regular rhythm of constantly looking for an opportunity to extend an invitation, we'll get better and better and better at it. We might not be the ones that turn the church into 2.2 billion, but we can definitely turn those around us from dejection and rejection into joy and acceptance and peace. We can definitely have a part of radically changing people's lives and walks with Jesus Christ just by being willing to be a part, just by being willing to send out a text to be part of and grow with. What a wonderful opportunity we have of not just receiving an invitation from Jesus, but genuinely extending that invitation of love, of acceptance, and of relationship to others around us. What will you do with your invitation today? What will you do with the invitation that God has already given you and extending it to others Jesus invited you, He invited His disciples with the sole purpose of improving their lives and your life so that you could impact the lives of others. At the very first invitation of His disciples, Jesus invited them to step up from where they were and come to Him so that they could extend the invitation to others. Will you do that with your invitation today? And as we begin to understand, what can we do? Well, here at Victory Life Church, we love to do things together. It's called life groups. Now, a life group isn't a Bible study. It could be, but it's not necessarily a Bible study. It's an opportunity for people to have spaces to invite other people to. Uh, My son and I, uh, a couple of semesters ago, we attended a soccer life group. I've been invited out to play golf at a golfing life group. I also lead a a Bible study life group. And so today, this weekend, we are all over Victory Life Church. We are launching life groups. Now you might be thinking, hey, how can I be a part of life groups? How can I use life groups to extend my invitation? Remember, you're not inviting people to a life group. You're inviting people to be part of, to be in relationship with. So whether or not the life group exists or it doesn't exist, you need to step up and say, hey, how can I make sure people feel a part of? How can I be a magnet? How can I be a catalyst? If that involves utilizing life groups, great. If that involves a one-on-one cup of coffee and you want to call that a life group, even better. It doesn't matter how you respond. Just leverage what Victory Life Church has provided for everybody to use to create an invitation. So right now, you have the ability to start growing and putting together groups in your area, whether that's digitally or in the real world, it doesn't matter. You have an opportunity here today, this weekend, to be part of, to join in, to get involved with life groups, not as a mechanism just to receive an invitation, just to be part yourself. No, use the life group that either you've started or you're part of to be able to extend an invitation to others. This is an opportunity today, this weekend. That's why we're doing it at Victory Life Church this weekend, launching our next semester of life groups, so that you have an opportunity to express the power of an invitation. At the online church, we have the power to use invitation in a very special way. We've got the ability to share, invite, be part of, join in via digital means. In fact, at the online campus, we use Facebook to look after all of our life groups. You can join a life group. You can express a prayer. You can ask for a prayer. You can invite somebody to be part of the group, even when the group's not meeting. They they can be part of the group and join the group and get to know people. And then next time the online life group happens, they're already part of the family. It's the easiest place in the world to say to people, hey, join us. Maybe right now, all you need to do is get used to using that share button on the online campus platform where you can share the message, you can share the next uh, uh, invitation, you can share the next scheduled event with people around the world. You've just lived out the invitation process. We have an ability as an online campus to really leverage the power of an invitation in a special way. In no other place can people come to church from where they are at home. It's not a difficult thing to get somebody to click on a link anymore. It's a whole lot more difficult to get them to get dressed, to get up, to get moving and go to church. Well, hey, we can leverage digital in the power of an invitation. Now, we have a whole structure of life groups that you can be involved with. We have a whole structure of online life groups. And we don't want you just to be part of a life group for the sake of being part. We want you to use the life groups that we have to help you get into an invite culture. We want to invite people. We want to pray with them. We want to have coffee with them if we can. We want to say, hey, we can have coffee with you. We'll join you. We'll have our favorite coffee here in Germany. And we'll have our favorite coffee here in South Africa. And we'll meet on Facebook or we'll meet somewhere on some platform. And we'll be able to talk to each other. And fundamentally, we're having a coffee together. That's a life group. Right there, you've got two people that are meeting. And we know that that can be blessed as well. So whatever your flavor... Whatever you're currently doing in a group, whatever you can think of doing, leverage the online life groups here at the online platform to be able to purvey the invitation from God to others. Right now, you can click on the banner, you can click on the link in the chat room, and you can really leverage the life groups to begin your invitation process. If you don't know what that looks like, or you'd need more information, or how do I join a life group from wherever I am? How do I start a life group from wherever I am? All of that information can be shared with you. All we need you to do is to say, hey, we want to be a part of that. We want to join in with that. And so why don't you accept our invitation today to either lead a life group or be part of a life group from wherever you are in the world. Thank you so very much for joining in today. Right now, the hosts are ready in the chat room to chat to you and get to know you and see how we can help you on your invitation journey. Remember... We are not just here to receive the invitation. We're not just here to know of the invitation. We are here to extend a divine invitation of salvation and relationship to all. Thank you so very much for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online. I look forward to seeing you again really, really soon.